Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoop. Hey yo! And Johnson! Welcome, Guido, to this week's episode of We Did Hear Jack from a couple of these basketball players. We did. We know what's happening now. I feel like now we have an idea of what's going on. I mean, Deuce is out, which, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, hate to see him go. Kind of happy I don't have to set my hair on fire, guys. That's a good news. Well, yeah, I mean, you dodged a bullet, sort of. Yeah. So Taz comes back, shot robot comes back, and so we lose one out of the three guys that uh, we were concerned about. Yeah, which I still think is a big surprise to me because I thought it's it's funny that um, from Deuce's perspective, that was more of just a sadness from a fandom perspective, right? I mean, we, we knew that was going to happen, but seeing that final tweet announcement was kind of like like we were holding out some hope but good for him i mean he's now projected 26th i think guido so yeah i mean which is really exciting and scoot i can't believe you haven't already brought this up but he's also on cameo now oh i didn't realize he was well you can order your deuce cameo birthdays bar mitzvahs what you is know, the general cost? Do you know the cost of, of I, You know what? I don't know. Cameo? We'll have to look You're that up. But look that up. I, I thought that would be a cameo because you're a big cameo guy to begin with. I am I mean, a you cameo, like the cameo guy. I do like the cameo. And this um, might be your, like, up there. I mean, it's not a Cobra Kai. I know that's, like, number one. I'll on do, list. like, a Martin Cove. I would love to get Martin but Cove. But I think this is Deuce now has to be in your top five. Or maybe. perhaps a Fran Frischilla. Yeah, I mean, he's there. he's top five on your cameo. I feel like now. I mean, does Deuce on cameo? Uh, does that really for you think of uh, think of like he's getting a lot of people to sign up Scooty and say, "Hey, uh, good luck with your bar mitzvah this weekend. Uh, have have fun on your birthday." Is that is that, are you call are you are you getting a Deuce cameo, Scoot? I don't I don't think I will get a Deuce cameo. Um, it's forty five dollars, so it's not crazy. Come on, that's, deuce. that's money well spent, Scoot. That might Come be on. money well spent. Um, until he makes it big, I don't know that I can get a Deuce cameo. Because I think um, if I were to tell somebody outside of West Virginia, hey, guess what? Listen to this message I got from Deuce McBride. People would be like, "Huh? who? What? Say what? Yeah, but Guido and I would be stoked. We'd be excited for you, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't tell you guys that it was on Cameo, though. I would tell you that he just sent me a FaceTime and I recorded it. Oh, and Guido and I would know you were lying. Yes, we, that is also true. So Deuce decides to go to the NBA. Uh, I, I think, you know, overall, none of us were really shocked about it. I mean, he had been looking good in the, pre, in the pre-draft kind of rankings, you know, in that late first round, early second round. Do you think, guys, though, that Deuce is going to succeed? Like, is he going to be in the NBA and go far? Is he G League next year? Like, what, what, where now do you think his, you know, trajectory is? I think that's so hard to predict. You know, there's guys that get drafted, and I think, okay, Joe Alexander's going to have a great pro career. He was, what, the number eight pick in, in the whole draft the year he got drafted? Uh, he lasted like a year or two, played some in China, played some in the G League or the D League is what it was then. Uh, it's so 
unpredictable unless I think you are typically one of those top 10 picks and he's the exception. Those are guys, those are the only locks that you can say are going to have a strong pro career. Shoot, half the guys that are going to get drafted in this first round are going to be European guys that might not even show up for like three years. Right. So it's it's such a... Uh, we were talking, Guido and I were talking before we even started recording about just different pro sports drafts. The NBA draft is probably more similar to the baseball draft in that just because you've been drafted doesn't necessarily mean we're going to see you right away. Football, you got a pretty good chance. If you're a, a first round, second round, third round, there's a very good chance we're going to see those guys on Sundays. They may not you know, be starters, but we're probably going to see them at some point. NBA guys, a lot of times they get drafted and hidden. They get kind of put in a G League or they're seen as a project type player. Um, I think of a guy named uh, Yinka Dare. Do you remember Yinka Dare from yeah, Seton sure. Hall? Oh, yeah. I think he got drafted by the Nets out of college. And he was like a seven-foot monster. He was kind of like what I thought Sags was similar to Sags' sophomore year. I was like, man, Yinka Dare was amazing. Well, he went to the pros and he was just kind of like a project and never really became anything. So, I mean, I'm sure he's something in life. I don't want to make him feel like he's nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's something. I I'm sure Constant. his mother loves him. Very but, much. Uh, those guys, I don't know. I mean, Deuce, it's possible. I never thought Jay Crowder would have the career he's had. Right. You know, so those guys could possibly, it probably depends on what team he ends up on and, and how they see him. Well, and I I tend to think it's more like, you know, just looking at Javon Carter's career so far, he landed and then, you know, worked his butt off for one team. We thought he would be a surefire person who's stuck in in Memphis, ends up going to the Suns. And to be honest with you, that at at the time we were like, well, that's great because now he's going to have to fight even harder. And really, that's probably been one of the best things that could have happened to him, probably. Um, I can see, I can see it just having to be like a ton of work. I mean, not that it's not going to be anyway, but the potential is there. I just think Deuce is going to have to like, I feel like each one of those guys has to find their niche, you know, and then kind of fill, like fill a role. And I think that's probably what he'll just have to find the right fit. Hopefully he does. I think with Javon, the difference was, is I think Javon was a standout in the NBA and in G when he played in the G league is that he's just so, you know, defensive of a player, which you don't see in the NBA. Yeah, and his motor never stops, you know. I mean, he, right. he just makes you take notice of him, right? His I mean, offense is not why he's in the NBA. No, his offense, exactly, Scooty. Like, his offense is not why he made it to the Suns and is in the NBA championship right now. Like, And, and so, quite honestly, they've got better offensive players at the positions he could play, and that's why he's not really seeing the floor, seeing I think, time. in the finals. Right. 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 But I, I think with and I think but that's what made him stand out to those, you know, to those general managers and those head coaches where I don't know that Deuce. I'm not sure if Deuce, what Deuce has to make him stand out in the scheme of all of these other draftees that are in there. So it'll be interesting, you know, to see what happens to him and and to follow his career. But you're right, Scoot. Like, it's one of those things where you just don't know. Like, he could take off like a moonshot or he could just fizzle out and end up playing in China. I, I think offense is going to have to be where where Deuce excels. Not that I, I don't think he can be a good defender, but he's not 
what Javon was or is defensively. Javon was talking like national. He was in the talk of national defensive player of the year. Like there was never Deuce was never that close to that. So I think Deuce is going to have to really crank it up offensively. And I think he probably could have at WVU had he played two more years there. I I don't doubt that he wouldn't be a a 25 to 30 point game scorer by his senior year, especially if he got somebody to be the point guard and he could get away from handling the ball some. But uh, I don't know. We'll just have to see kind of where he ends up. And and even then, like with Javon, just because he ends up with a certain team doesn't mean he won't get traded down the road or find another fit somewhere. Right, exactly. So we'll have to follow it. G- good luck to Deuce. We, obviously, you know, as WVU fans, our hearts are with you and we can't wait to see uh, what happens. But let's talk about, okay, we know what's leaving, but we also now know what's coming back. We pretty much know the starting lineup now. Sean McNeil comes back to uh, play his senior season, I guess, uh, or whatever his la- – I don't know. I don't know. How- I-, I don't even understand eligibility anymore, guys, because <laughs> COVID has messed that up. Uh, so we get, Sean McNeil, Shot Robot, comes back. And I will say, our buddy uh, Josh Witt from Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about WVU basketball, uh, actually had a really great, great tweet that he put out, which was, now that we know what's happening, WVU 2021-2022 team will bring back 44% of their scoring from last season. How does that make you feel, Johnson? Well, he referenced two other teams where that was the case. So 2011-2012, that was uh, KJ and Truck, and then a lot of youngins. And then 2012-2013, that was um, Scoot, Harris, Henderson, and Murray. They went 13 and 19. I guess, you know, it's hard to draw – conclude i mean i i love that from josh i mean that's why i follow josh but to me it's hard to draw conclusions on that because i think the question here guido is i expected one or the other of sean or taz to be to be back with us now that they're both back a lot of people are speculating that that sean starts taz doesn't and i find that so hard to believe that taz would come back if he wasn't if he wasn't expecting a starting role. And so if that is the case, I find that awkward. If they're both on the court, I sort of find that awkward too, because I think they tended to benefit from a guy like Deuce who could, you know, try to try to get to the bucket um, and make people, you know, and like a Derek Culver being on the court and making people focus on collapsing a bit. Um, It just makes me wonder who, you know, can we fill those roles quickly and then give Taz and Sean room to shoot like they would have last season? I, to me, I think that's the question right now. So now you know this team next year. You you know what you're going to see in November when we play our first exhibition game against, you know, whoever. What what does the starting five look like? Like, what is, this, you know, who's who, who is your starting five? I'll go first. I'll go first with my starting five for this team next year. But I... I think that for beginning of the season, I'm not saying this is how it'll be in March, but early in the season, November, this is what you're going to see. You're going to see Kadrian Johnson running the point. You're going to see Sean and Taz in the one or in the two or three. I, I I would imagine Taz is probably more of a three than a two, but that, that's what you'll see. And then I think you see from there, you know, Jalen in the four and Gabe down in the block playing the five. And I think that's your starting five. But there's a lot of interesting names in there 
Scooty that could, you know, take over some of those places. Yeah, I think um, for me, I think you're going to see uh, Malik Curry as your starting point guard. You're going to see, um, I, I mean, they're interchangeable. You're going to see Taz and you're going to see Sean McNeil both either at the two or the three. Then you'll see Jalen Bridges. And then to start the season, I think you see Gabe. But I think um, there might be some scenarios where maybe we go with Gabe and Isaiah Cottrell. Or maybe we go with um, Jalen and in and and one of those um, two, two or three guards um, out. You know, is it possible that... I guess I would say Taz would be the better option as a point guard if I had to make one of them handle the ball. But um, I think you're going to see Cottrell eventually be in the starting lineup. Yeah, I think I probably fit along the lines of what Scoot's saying. I think for me, the the one and the five are the two are the two questions I have. And I've heard so much about Malik Curry that I tend to think he'll see a lot of, a lot of time at the one. Um, and I think Scoot's right. I think my guess would be Gabe probably starts as a, as a starter at the five. Um, just honestly, because I, I don't know that we know, hopefully it's going really well, but I don't know that I've read a whole lot about Isaiah Cottrell's, um, uh, progress. So I'm assuming as the season goes on, you know, either like a Pauly Policap, a, a Kerrigan, Isaiah Cottrell. And one, that's the thing. One of those guys could end up being a starter. Yeah. So well. I, I mean, I feel like they're all going to be fighting for time. And then I still think Taz and, and Sean are going to be, I can see games where hugs just decides we need, you know, we need more offense on the court and he goes small, but I, I feel like those guys are still going to be revolving in and out, which I, I can't decide if I think that's awkward, you know, to split minutes between your two best shooters. I, 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 I haven't really decided yet Guido, how that in my mind, how that's going to work. I, I just can't see them both coming back and one of them being told, Hey, you're probably going to come off the bench. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally like. Agree. Why would you come back? No, I know. I totally. Well, agree. I feel the same way about Gabe, though. I, I mean, I kind of feel the same way about Gabe Osaboyan. I, I, I think that what's interesting this year, and you, you guys talk about Malik Curry and Polly Polycap, which is this. The one weird thing is, is that usually we get these transfers from JUCO or wherever that you know they've got this two year sort of trend with Huggins, which is year one they, they the Kedrian Johnson thing. Like year one they see a little bit of time, year two they see a lot more time but you're not going to have that option with curry and polycat because they're both one and dones they're both got they got one year and then they're done so to me scoot it seemed because i think guido is exactly right so i have a hard time deciding i mean i don't think any of those guys comes here not thinking they're going to get starting role type minutes so to me then you have a very crowded space for for time so i i'm actually i mean i'm kind of putting that out there as what i think the starting five is probably going to look like but i'm really not confident now i will say this i and i've heard some rumblings about it and maybe there's more to it than we realize but there's been some talk that we might see more of a pressure style defense and if you recall so not last year but the years the last maybe three years the last you know two or three years ago 
we were still making substitutions as if we were playing press Virginia. Yeah, like line, we more like line changes. Yeah, and we almost. weren't press Virginia style. Like we weren't really playing yeah. that style, but we were still subbing three guys in. Like we, if you remember that's me lamenting, pretty, that's when pretty young Ted was still with us. Yeah, right? I was lamenting. Why are we playing twelve or thirteen? We don't have to play that many guys. Let's play eight guys. If you recall me saying that, because yeah. I felt like we could never get no, you're guys right. into a rhythm of playing with each other. But maybe Hugs sees some athletic speed and and defense with some of these guys that he's bringing in that he wants to get back to that and so maybe he's selling wvu to paula cap to kerrigan and to malik curry as listen you may start you may not start just depends on the matchups what you're gonna see you know 15 plus minutes a game you know i can't necessarily promise you more than that but if you work your tail off it's possible you could see 25 to 30. Yeah, so you're saying he's selling them on because of the style we're going to play. Look, you're going to get minutes regardless. Yeah, whether you, you start or don't start, we're going to be playing you at least 15 minutes. Yeah, well, that so, would tend to make more sense in my mind because I, to me it feels like a very crowded space. And he's talking about redshirting the freshman. I don't know if you guys have heard that. There was some talk that he said that it worked out really well for, for I believe he referred to him as JB for Jalen Bridges. But um, – they are talking about possibly redshirting uh, Seth Wilson, Kobe Johnson, and maybe even Jamel King, the three incoming freshmen. I, I think, and I agree with you guys, it's it's weird because it does look like a deep team. When you start to look at it, you're like, well, I mean, there's a lot of guys that can get a lot of minutes here. I think for me, the one thing that will be interesting is, so we went into the 2020-2021 the season with a ton of hype. There were three big names going into that season. You had Derek Culver, you had Deuce McBride, and you have Oscar Schwebe. And so, you know, those were the names that we were building this team around. None of them were seniors. All of them had years left in the program. And here we are, you know, not even 10 months later, and those names are all gone. And and so now you come into this season, you don't have any of those big names. One of them, you know, left very early in the season. The other one, I would say Derek Culver had a very poor second half of the year or second half of the season. Uh, Deuce played, uh, you know, Deuce played great throughout the year. How does that set up this team where, you know, there, there won't be a lot of hype. There won't be any of those. I mean, I don't think there's any name. Like none of us are going into the season with, any names that we're bouncing off the walls about like we did last season? Like, how does that set up this team for this year? I think for for me, from a stability standpoint, yes, you don't have any of those guys that you're really hyping, but you do have guys like in Sean and Taz. I would put Gabe in there uh, certainly as like just simply because of the way he plays a role player style anyway. And then I would even say – like a Jalen Bridges. I mean, you have a lot of experience with hugs. You have a lot of experience together. Um, to me, even though you might not have the hype, I mean, as far as like a foundation to build on, I, I don't feel too bad from that perspective because those guys have been through a lot of WVU basketball. I think they're, you know, they're certainly capable and, and we might, you know, we might be talking about Sean or Taz, especially, as someone that, you know, that ends up getting a lot of hype as the season starts out. I I think if you look at it, I I think Sean McNeil is probably going to average at least 20 points a game. I think that wow. that's very reasonable to think that. I think that Taz could potentially average 15 a game. There's going to be some nights where he's the leading scorer. There's going to be some nights where Sean McNeil is. Um, 
if Sean McNeil's shot goes like it did this past year, not the two years ago, he's going to average 20 points a game. Uh, he's going to see the floor a lot more probably than he had in the past. I think it's it's very possible that you could get, uh, I mean, ideally you get at least 10 points a game out of Jalen Bridges. And then I think Malik Curry, if I'm not wrong, I think he averaged 15 points a game at Old Dominion. So it's not crazy yeah, to think, think right. that it's not crazy to think that he could average 10. Sure. So, I mean, there's there's uh, four guys in double digits. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Gabe is not going to average 10 points a game. <laughs> but I think that Isaiah Cottrell could potentially fill that offensive void out of the big man. And I don't really know what to expect out of Pauly Policap other than his name has a lot of alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that going for him. But I think you can see, to me, Guido, you can see definitely the foundation and in, in the structure of something that could be solid and successful. So I don't feel like, you know, going back to Josh's tweet about, you know, they're returning less than 50% scoring. I think, to me, I don't feel like there's any kind of panic. I, I guess from my viewpoint, I'm just not sure how confident I am yet. And hopefully we see it gel and, and come together. Well, I think if if you take out Taz and and Sean McNeil, like you know they were out, had they stayed out, to me there's 35 points that you're not getting. Yeah, I would so agree with that. Yep. What are we? Where are we getting scoring right. from? Yeah, That's, then it's, uh, that then was it's my a, big concern. Yeah, then it's a totally different conversation. I agree. So you know it'll be interesting to see. We should say we we shouldn't you know we shouldn't skip over this. We did have a couple more players enter the transfer portal, guys. Uh, Jay Moore. And Spencer Mackey have decided to leave the team and go into the transfer portal. I mean, those are guys that didn't see much time. I mean, Spencer Mackey definitely a fan favorite. I'm 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 not sure Jay Moore got more than like two minutes on the court this year during the season. Um, you know, Spencer Mackey the 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 fans loved when he got into the game and got the junk time. Well, I mean, when I saw that news, I my reaction was then you're gonna end up seeing them at either a really small D1 or like a D2 or something. Right. That was my, you know, they just they just want to go and get more play, more more minutes, you know. So I I'm assuming that means at a very, you know, a very small school. Do you make that decision as a player, you think when you get passed over for a scholarship or whatever, when you see all of these other scholarship recruits being brought in and yet you're still a preferred walk-on non-scholarship you know, or partial. Well, I think that the, like I think athletes, especially college athletes, there's a lot of pride to the stuff that they've done in the past to get themselves noticed, right? So right. it's probably a tough pill to swallow knowing that you've worked your tail off and you I don't think anyone thinks of themselves as like, well, they're so much better than me. They deserve the scholarship. I deserve to just be a walk on. I mean, I don't know Spencer Mackey but uh, he averaged, what, 35 points a game in high school or something? So in his mind, he's probably thinking, you're going to bring in this guy that probably averaged 12 a game in high school. Yeah, maybe it was a bigger school than where I went. I averaged 35. What more do you want me right. to do? Like, what else can I possibly do? And he's going to get a scholarship, but I'm going to have to fight for every last, like, 3.5 seconds of a game to get in and pray that I get the ball so I can make a shot. Right. And, and still get that same treatment the next game because that's not going to be enough for me to get more playing time or get a scholarship. So that's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's no different than 
a scholarship guy entering the transfer portal. It's just it's on a smaller scale. Like I said, that was my reaction is, I mean, these guys have the same fire, the same want to, the same, you know, want to be on the court, want to get the minutes. But to me, it's just there. I have, a, I just have to imagine their expectation going into the transfer portal is completely different than like a, you know, a McCabe or an Emma Matthews or somebody like I just, that. I think it's hard. And I was, uh, I don't know. You guys can tell me like, I would think it's hard. Cause I think from what I gather, you put your name into this transfer portal and colleges kind of go through, they sift through the names and they look at, you know, what position, your size, some of your stats, some of your game film from, you know, maybe whatever you've got. And then they try to find a match or find a fit a need or whatever. For those guys, it's going to be really hard because like one, you've got to probably readjust your line of thinking, right? Like, am I, I know I just played division one basketball with guys and I felt like I could hang, but, you know, maybe I'm uh, West Liberty's coach and I say, you know, listen, hey, Spencer, I've, I've watched you play. I've watched you warm up. I saw some of what you did in high school. Listen, you'd be a starter for us. Come to, you know, we'll, we'll fit, you know, we'll fit you in. We'll pay for your tuition. You'll be a scholarship player for us. Come play with us. Be our starter. Be our starting shooting guard. You know, and, and that's probably, I would think, the way it would go if you're a walk-on is that somebody hopefully has approached you already because otherwise you're just kind of floating out there, I would think. I agree with you, Scoot. Like, you know, uh, a Ben Hallett, who's the head coach at West Liberty, you know, another Mountain East Conference, you know, team might look at like a Jay or Moore. Fairmont who's a state, State, right. Or yeah, West, right. Well, uh, WV, where, where's, uh, where's Coach Long at? Uh, West Virginia uh, State. Was state, right? state, yeah. Or so, tech, like, I feel like – you know, you you know, maybe a Jay Moore who stays in the state, who was in the state, you know, right. maybe does it. I, I think Spencer Mackey, you know, he goes somewhere else. But best of, best of luck to them. I mean, I hate that the Spencer Mackey thing was always fun. So that's kind of why I hate to see him go because I kind of like that last, you know, yeah. that one minute left and Fan they can throw favorite. the ball to yep. him. Well, you're yeah, going to get right. – there's going to be more walk-ons. I mean, this is not yeah. the end of the walk. We're going to get – there will probably be a couple new walk-ons this year. We just don't know who they are yet. Let's turn a little bit to football, guys, before we take a break and talk a little bit about – uh, Coach Neil Brown, uh, so WVU currently picked sixth by Big 12 Media uh, to finish this year. Uh, Coach Neil Brown, though, on the other hand, is hot on getting some recruits, now has a top 25 recruiting class for the 2022 uh, recruiting class season. So, I mean, I know that Scoot's not excited about this season, but... Are you, Scooty, are you excited about this recruiting class? Are you excited about these names? Well, recruiting, I mean, that's going to help, obviously. Uh, I think this year is going to be rough. And being predicted to be sixth kind of proves my point that this year is going to have some, we're going to have some games that we probably think we should win that we're not going to win. And we're going to have some games that uh, we're going to just flat out not win, and and that's because we shouldn't win them. Um Yes, I think if we had had like a, I don't know, a 64th rated recruiting class, then I think Neil Brown's in some trouble. But because he's he's pulling together, and I think what he's done is a pretty good job of getting guys that are influential to other guys. Now, I think we alluded to this last time we talked, but he's he's got Nico um, Martial. That guy is on the social media trying to, you know, get other guys to come. There's there's guys that are 
working together to try to get their fellow high school guys to, to jump on board. And I think that's huge. You've got to have well, and, some of that. Right. And I mean, other, you know, other big things, I mean, 4th of July, uh, Jacoby spells comes out, you know, says that he's another four-star recruit is, you know, committed to WVU. I, I think it's, you know, for me, and this is scoot. I know you're a base camp. I know you're like you've got the campfire going, and you're you got your hot dog on a stick. That's right. I haven't even out. I haven't even S'mores. decided to put out an ad yet for a Sherpa. I've I'm yeah. still. This is this is the reason though why I'm on the climb. Why I trust the climb. You know, take me home, country roads, because like this is the kind of stuff that we wanted from a head coach. You know, and we thought I think we all thought that we were getting when Dana Holgerson came, which was, you know, young, energetic, gonna bring in recruits and never really panned out. We never really had that amazing recruiting class. This is sort of starting to line up to being our amazing recruiting class. Like this is gonna I mean it's still really early. There's still a lot of commits out there that will probably not make us finish in the top 25 of recruiting classes. You know, the Alabamas will still get these crazy five-star recruits, and you'll still have all of that that'll push us down. But, I mean, right now, as we stand here in the middle of summer, our 2022 recruiting class is, you know, off the charts amazing compared to any year that we've had in the past decade. Well, here's here's what I say, though. Potential is just that, Right. Potential is just potential until it becomes something on the field. So we can have, uh, you know, the second coming of uh, Johnny Manziel and uh, Najee Harris and all these great players. But until they actually do it on the field, I'm going to I'm going to stay stoking the fire at the camp. I want to see what happens. Well, how do we say, Guido, that we are like. I'm trust the climb, but I'm also this season's gonna be a clunker. So, like, what's so, the word for that? You're climb well, curious. <laughs> I'm climb adjacent. Is that is that climb what it adjacent. is? Like, I because to answer your first question, I guess like for me, yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, this is great because we all know that that's what infuses the program with energy. What infuses it with, you know, as people leave, as we have transfer portal happenings and everything, then, you know, that that's what keeps everything moving in the right direction. So yeah, I'm, I'm stoked about it, but it doesn't, I'm, I'm still like scoot for this season. I'm fully expecting this season to be, to, to just, put it simply be bad this is going to be a bad football season on well, the field I, think. I i still have concerns great recruiting is good but i still have concerns with our defensive secondary how that seems to have like been uh, an exit only door for a lot of cornerbacks and jamela die who is your favorite all-time player i'll remind yes, you Mr. I, Johnson. I know it hurt and he was co-defensive coordinator and he rolled out yeah. So, and he is he is he defensive coordinator at Georgia? I don't think so. No. So no. he rolled out for a lateral, if not lateral, a lesser position. So that concerns me. Like there's some, like I don't know if there was a difference of opinion or philosophy because this is obviously not like it's not a stepping stone position that he went to because. Like he was already I, co-defensive I disagree. coordinator. I, I guess I disagree with you on the fact that it's lateral in just the sense of like you're you're talking about you know going to one of the most elite conference football conferences in. I mean, 
So then here's I, so my argument to that would be, why not be part of the 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 fix or the or the reason why WVU is an elite program? Why go somewhere to that's already established? Uh, and you want to know the real reason, Scoot? It's all in dollars. It's gonna. I mean, I I guarantee you that the the check that he's getting down south is much bigger than the check that he was getting in Morgantown. And then, and, I mean, I, 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 and that's, I that's, I think that's the un, unfortunate reality of coaching too. You know, I mean, I think, especially when you only have one year contracts, like a lot of these assistants have, you know, I think that you look at a situation. That's why do you think we locked Neil Brown up for whatever, four years? You know, I think that's, that's part of, you know, why they, why the system is the way it is. I don't think that you can plan on an assistant coach or put that much you know, wait on an assistant coach every year. Guido, I just think that I hope that it, all of the goodness we've just witnessed from this recruiting season, I just hope we now have the sticking power to lock these guys in when we go through this potentially rocky season, you know, and we keep guys engaged and keep them on the quote unquote, you know, climb so that in these, I'm, in, I'm you know, in these, you know, season after this one and so on, that they're still here to, to give us the benefit and, and, and get the benefit that they're looking for. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that because you do have to remember that like all of these, you know, like Jacoby Spells and, and Nico, all these guys are hard commits, but they're not signed yet. And they're not signed until the end of the season. They don't, the sign, they don't, signing period doesn't start till whatever, December 23rd, Listen, whatever. Coaches, like, that's the scary thing about recruiting. Yeah, we can be pumped up, like you said. But like from now, as soon as that guy commits to officially when he signs, it's like uh, nerve-wracking because you've nerve got guys saying, hey, listen, w- watch what kind of season they have. Is this what you want to join? Is this what you want to be, be a part of? You know, they'll right. they'll say, "Oh, did you see how they played this guy or that guy? You're not going to get treated that way with us." You know, like you're going to be a starter. Yeah, and, and I it, hope you know? not, Scoot. But I guess that's where my mind goes. I'm a little cynical because you know how fickle everyone is in in these you know in this whole business that we're talking about. That I just hope they have that same energy. And and obviously the coaches are doing something right because. I mean, they are developing these relationships and they are convincing these guys to come on board. And so I think that, you know, probably that that will stay where we want it to stay. But I just think Do you think individual games could affect the sign ability. No, I mean, I, I no, but I, I don't know about individual games, but I do think that an overall an overall look can affect that, though. If And in your right, Scoot, it's like I'm thinking, like, let's say we lose to Kansas. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, when you say that, sure, I mean, we're not going that, we're not going that negative yet, are we? I mean, it's way too early to go that negative. I'm just saying if we go five and seven, are these guys all still energetic and happy to be where they are and not looking at, you know, like you're saying, Scoot, other teams or whatever being in their ear saying, hey, we're already, you know, we're already ahead of that schedule. Um, You know, are you sure you don't want to reconsider? I think you got to make a bowl. I think you got to try to make a bowl. I think it, it uh, that'll change it. Like if you make a bowl, I think you can lock most of those guys in. I think if you don't make a bowl, it, it does kind of kind of. I hurt. would tend to agree with that. Yeah. In other really quick news, just before because we need to take a break and then come back and talk about uh, name, image, and likeness, which will be a great segment. So don't go anywhere. Uh, a couple of other little house cleaning things. Congratulations to Dante Stills. He is named preseason All Big Twelve. So great to him. I mean, we kind of that had to be. I mean, there was no way that wasn't. Yeah, I think happen. we were expecting that. Uh, congratulations to Austin Kendall for his 
twelfth college that he now plays at. He's landed uh, at Louisiana Tech, Guido. Yeah, yeah. So good, good on him. I mean, maybe he'll transfer back to uh, a, a school in West Virginia sometime soon. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, when you think of Louisiana Tech quarterbacks, the top three which quarterbacks, I, which I often do. So what, the top yeah, three quarterbacks, and you're around the Mount Rushmore, if you will, of Louisiana, of Louisiana Tech, Tech quarterbacks. quarterbacks, has to be. Terry Bradshaw one. Okay, okay, that's absolutely correct. Phil Robertson two. <laughs> that, Duck Dynasty. That sounds okay. All right. Austin Kendall three. Right. I mean, those are the three well, Austin guys. Kendall. Austin Kendall. Top I think three. he rounds it out. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, that's, does he have does he have a brother named Cy? I mean, it would I mean, be awesome if he did. I don't know, but those are the three guys <laughs> I think of when I think of Louisiana Tech quarterbacks. I think you just made it up. I think you just saved them some thinking scoot i think you just solved it other things to talk uh, just to just to really hit on real quick uh wvu baseball lost two major players guys tyler dones and matt mccormick uh who leave dones was a starter for i think two or three years and led the team in steals this year mccormick uh was third in average and third in home runs and uh was i think starting catcher or starting first baseman a lot so interesting right there how uh, you know Randy Maisie lost a couple of major players uh, into the transfer portal uh, for WVU baseball. I'm not sure what that. I'm not sure what that says about WVU baseball, Scooty. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe they weren't happy with how the season went. Uh, I know they they had higher expectations for how the season went. Again, there's a lot of like inner workings behind the scenes stuff that I mean we're not there daily, day in day out. So maybe they. Um, Maybe they were challenged at practice about you know by the coaching staff saying hey we need you to step up and they didn't feel like they were being appreciated or who knows I really have no idea. And finally, uh, one last thing: congratulations to Amy Cashin, who former West Virginia University uh, runner and assistant coach for the track and field team. She's a runner. She's a track star. Has qualified for the 2021 uh, Olympics in Tokyo. So keep an eye out. Uh, for that as the uh, as the Olympics start here this week. so uh, But listen, guys, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to do a whole segment of us spewing our opinions, which is it good, is it bad? We'll find out uh, about name, image, and likeness and how it has affected WVU in the past two weeks. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Vortech Knives is a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in high-quality steel, fast-opening, everyday carrying knives. If you go to VortechKnives.com today and use the code G-Y-E-O, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortech, V-O-R-T-E-K, Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality, everyday carry knives. Vortech Knives. This is Gary Stills. You're listening to You Got Your Ears On. everybody welcome back to got your ears on i'm guido along with scoot and johnson and don't forget find us on the social medias you can like and subscribe on all of them instagram twitter at got your ears you can also find us on facebook just search got your ears on guys segment two here normally we do something fun and goofy and this might be fun or goofy at the end but 
Uh, I want to talk about the new name, image, and likeness. So the NCAA on whatever it was, June 30th, uh, like 11th hour, last minute press release approves uh, after. So for those of you who don't know, the NCAA has been like battling out in the Supreme Court about should collegiate athletes be able to earn money? Should they be able to have jobs, essentially, uh, and advertise for or get money off of their social media or advertise for, you know, whatever local car dealership or whatever it might be? NCAA loses in whatever it was, early June in the Supreme Court and is then forced to make a decision at that point. And so 11th hour, end of June, they say, okay, here's some rules have at it. And it was like this crazy, I mean, I don't think any, we knew it was coming, but nobody knew when or what to expect. And then, so all of a sudden the NCAA puts out all these rules and regulations and kids can now, you know, collegiate athletes can now go out and earn money on their name, image, and likeness. And there's some good and there's some bad with this. And, and I'll start guys by saying that I'm a hundred percent, I'm a hundred percent for these student athletes to be able to earn money on themselves. Sure. If it's if it's promoting something on social media, if it's promoting, uh, you know, if it's it's whatever it is, whatever you know, if it's NCAA two uh, K or whatever NCAA sports, NCAA football coming back and they get money because their image is on the game, I, I think that's all great. I think where the problem might be though is. It was this free-for-all, and there's no guidance, not just for the the media outlets of what they can pay or do, but there was no real guidance to the students as to what they should do. So now you have people calling you up. And I mean, I saw it, I saw it on WVU, you know, Twitter, because we all are on there watching all these players. We follow all of these players for years that have been on Twitter and they post things. And then now all of a sudden, you know, you see a player posting. Hey, call Steve's lawyer service. He gives the, you know, if you get in a car wreck, uh, you know, I'm a wide receiver and he's the first one I would call. And it's just like, really? Is this, is this what this meant? Well, and is it's, this where and, we're and at? It's cringy. It's cringe inducing for both the person who it's for or the business who it's for and the student athlete that's giving the spiel right and to me it's cringe inducing both ways is what i felt like and and i'll and i'll say this i'll speak for us as a podcast to start and i've seen other podcasts already come out and say this we are not going to pay athletes to be on our show so if you're tuning in to hear us talk to a current athlete because we paid him 200 bucks or 500 bucks to be on our show first of all i just want to say we have a sponsor we don't make any money uh, so we, this is like our hobby show. Is that fair to say guys? Yeah, like this is our, fair. Uh, it's a hobby show for us. We I'm, do this for we're fun. doing it for the love of, I am not that way. I'm doing this for, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, fame? What? what, wait, what I'm doing this for fame and riches. Um, okay. this is my launching pad and then, uh, sort of like, um, you know, when, when the band, gets uh, seen by a talent scout and yes. they want the lead singer, not the rest you're of the waiting. band. <laughs> you guys are going to be, <laughs> gonna do some some be like, that's right. Scoot's like, 
Scoot's like, peace out. I'm going to ESPN. You guys have fun. That's right. I'm the next green. This, is, the ne- this yeah. is just step one of the process. Johnson, on, Johnson and I, on the other hand, we do it for the love of WVU right. and the free and the free Vortec knives. That's why we do it. Yes. Um, that's exactly why we do it. So, you know, for us, like we we it's great and I'd love we'd love to have players on, but WVU's media availability rules are still the same. So for us to be able to have a player on, unless we're paying them, it's not going to happen because Mike Montoro and the WVU uh, communication staff is not going to let a player you know talk to have media availability for some random podcast. But if we were to offer, I'm going to say Zach Frazier. Love Zach Frazier. If we were to offer Zach Frazier $200 to come and talk on our podcast every week, we're, we would be allowed to have him be on our podcast. Um, so it's it's very murky. It's a very murky world out there when you talk about how media relates to the players right now and where name, image, and likeness sets. And we saw it already. We've seen, um, I'll, I'll put it this way, we've seen other WVU media outlets, quote-unquote, um, who have paid players to say, hey, I get up every morning and I go to this website and read everything about WVU. Well, first of all, I know you don't. Love you. And you. it's great that you're getting paid to say that. And congratulations on earning the $50, or $500 that you made on it. But you don't do it. So it's not realistic. And, and two is, I think it really kind of takes the media out of media now like you're not media anymore you're paying somebody to say that you're media like the new york times and the daily news they're not paying uh derek jeter to get a quote from derek jeter for a news article like you just don't do that so and like you've said before like how subjective can you be or objective i guess is the word i want to say how objective can you be when you are paying somebody, so technically they're now somewhat your employee. Like so, it's it definitely makes things sketchy. And well, and I think it also from from a standpoint of like if I'm interviewing guys on the show, uh, in their current players, like does it put them in a weird position that one, I'm paying them to talk to me, so they feel like because you know, got your ears on, paid us $200 to talk to us. We've got to say something. So then all of a sudden they start saying stuff and maybe it's stuff they shouldn't say, or maybe it's stuff that other players don't want them to say. And so now they go back to the locker room and these guys, and I mean, I know they get some media training from WVU, but like, I think it puts, it jeopardizes their position. It jeopardizes our position with the school. It's really weird. It's just really weird. I think you take guys like Nico uh, even Garrett Green Scoot, we saw uh, a blurb from him on Twitter. I, I think you take some folks that they I'm sure they think they're just taking advantage of the moment and, and getting, you know, cool. I, I'm going to I'm going to get something for this. But they it just you know, when I was saying it's cringy for, for those are two examples where I just cringed because now you've they don't realize what they've associated with. <laughs> and, and then it's like <laughs> when they do figure that out, they're going to be like, Oh gee, like really I did that. You know? So it, I just feel bad for, for them. But look, I mean, and it feels Johnson and Johnson and they just build off of that. It feels kind of, and I don't mean to say this in a, in a, it feels kind of predatory in a way. Like it felt like in those instances, and there were a few other ones with Jacoby spells, like it just felt, it's like, oh, he's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send him an email and give <laughs> yeah, him fifty bucks like right now. They don't know any better, right? Say my name. Yeah, say my name. Right. You know? And then they are doing it, and it's <laughs> and like, oh. they're commits. They're not even 
Right. They're not right. even signed. Right. They're not I mean, even members of the team. You just cringe for them because they haven't even been able to start kind of honing and and you know getting to know the fan base or the program yet you know and they have to to use the moniker you know they have an image to uphold and kind of a reputation and they're starting out on this foot guido that just makes me go oh oh, geez don't start that way you know because now you could go on to be super successful we're always going to remember that I first met you because you stuck your foot in it on Twitter, right. you know, advertising for this thing. But I, you know, I think it just also shows that there's probably going to be a learning process here where some guys are probably going to, you know, you're going to like the next round of guys will now kind of learn from, you know, some of this early stuff that's this feeding frenzy that's now going on. You know, I'm sure that then that then generates a ton of conversation within the program and within, you know, the confines of the locker rooms and, and everything of, okay, you know, let's think about how we're going to manage this. Let's, let's think more about what we're doing. And I, I was, I was listening to Mike Kazaza on country roads, confidential, another great WVU podcast. If you haven't got a chance to check it out, Mike does a great job. And he was actually talking about this exact thing, Johnson, and like how this kind of caught the the institution caught WVU and the athletic department kind of you know uh, off uh, you know out of n- unprepared and so like they weren't able to give any guidance to students and so now like I feel like from a institutional level you have to educate these students on okay I wouldn't talk to these guys I would talk to these guys or maybe you should think about staying away from you know and I, I and we're a podcast and again I'd love to see more people talk to us on our podcast but like. I don't think it's beneficial for a student to come and talk to a podcast randomly. Well, and I think, Scoot, let's talk a bit about, we we talked a little bit off air about how I think coming into this, I guess I was being a little bit naive, but I was thinking that across the board, across the collegiate landscape, you've got guys like Spencer Rattler and, you know, maybe the guys that would be sit, you know, so I don't know, maybe frame it as the guys, the names you would normally see in like a preseason Heisman trophy, like watch list, you know, I I was thinking that's kind of what this NIL thing is for. You know, you're going to, those guys are going to be, you know, they garner a lot of notoriety in their community, you know, without saying it, Oklahoma sells a lot of things in their, um, you know, a lot of jerseys of Spencer Rattler that he would otherwise, you know, never, you know he should be able to we've always said you know we said that with pat white you know people have gone through morgantown that should have made a fortune but that's what i had in mind i did not think about you know like the third string quarterback talking about where you can get your used cars or something you know it never really i never it never occurred to me about you know garrett green talking about going and reading some obscure website or something so scoot i don't know maybe let's that's kind of what i had on my mind too like i i kind of thought it would go in a way that now this feeding frenzy i was like why you know we were like we were talking like day two or like the afternoon of day one of this it was like holy cow are you are you watching this on twitter you know like Like i was about to say you tied it you kind of tied it in where i was going johnson how many people fit in mylon pushkar Sixty-four thousand. Uh, I think now with the way it's 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 uh, organized, it's like sixty thousand five hundred something like that. Okay, sixty thousand people. Let's just say, of the sixty thousand people, how many of them, if you were to pull all of them, know who Jacoby spells? And I'm just using these two guys, uh, yeah. Nico Marshall, 
Marshall. Uh, how many how many people know who they are? Out of those sixty two thousand, maybe five, maybe five thousand. I was gonna say maybe you know, it's like a spring game crowd so, size. You know, it's those yeah, people so, that really follow it that close, and it's the diehards, right? Yeah, right, it's the, exactly. It's diehards. The diehards, because yeah, even like true fans, like I, I'll take your your dad. Johnson, let's take your dad. Yeah, he's a fan. He's a big WVU oh, yeah, for fan for sure. But he's not going to be in the weeds that deep. Yeah, and yeah, he's not going to know Jacoby spells. I mean, unless I tell him, he's not going to pay that attention. Yeah, right. So when he's, let's say he happens to be watching uh, somehow, he's watching a local West Virginia feed, and he sees Jacoby spells doing an ad for uh, Northside Automotive. Yeah, he's gonna be like, who's he's, this guy? He's gonna be like, who is this guy? Who's this right. guy? Like, I've right. never seen this guy before. Well, I, well, and I, I think Scooty on the flip side too, and I, I mean this in the nicest way possible, but I think certain entities will be concerned about how they're, you know, perceived. not necessarily how they're average, how they're perceived, right? And so, like. It's great, like if you're sitting on your sunroom and you're saying, "I read this," and you're you're holding your phone five inches away from you, <laughs> yes. and you're saying, "Can we talk about that?" I, you're reading I read this the script. <laughs> Can we yeah. talk about? Let's uh, talk about that. Some too good. But uh, you know, I think that that's where I'm at with it. Like, I think does that really make like it looked fake? It it obviously was Listen, reading the script. Like, I like that's not. I like Bob Huggins. I love Bob Huggins. Bob right. Huggins advertises little general convenience stores. And it's a very painful commercial. He is, <laughs> I go to little general convenience stores for all of my convenient need. Like, it's like super, like, Tell scripted, uh, uncomfortable. Like, the cue cards have got to be like, I imagine they're probably two feet by three feet big in front of him. He's reading them, <laughs> he's wearing some little general pullover. Like, you know, like, it's awkward and uncomfortable. So then you have all these kids who now, uh, let's take your dad again, Johnson. This is the first time your dad sees this guy is reading some sort of like scripted thing. Oh, great. We got a guy that can barely read or a guy that struggles reading or doesn't have a personality or because now in you, <laughs> and we say this and, and I've said it in my career and in all of our careers, you only get one chance to make a first impression, right? So if that's the first way somebody gets to see you, people are going to go back to, you know what, Nico, I remember the time you did that ad for uh, Bordis and Bordis, the law firm, and it was really awkward and weird. And why were you associated with them? Or yeah, why were that's, you with And some, why did you read it while you were on your son? Yeah, right. And, why did, or well, some and weird that's why gray, I said at the you know. top, like to me, it's cringy in both directions. I mean, I can't imagine the advertiser is like, yes, fist pump, nailed it. They're going to love that. And I can't imagine the kid goes back and goes, yes, everyone's going to think I was authentic. Well, like, you know, like it, it makes no sense. I think in, I think in some cases the advertiser might be like, yeah, she read my name out loud but like what kind of you know i've seen several and i think i shared a couple with you on twitter like some guy reading some you know were you in an accident kind of crash law firm and he's like on his couch <laughs> taking a break from playing call of duty it's yeah. like dark like <laughs> yeah. okay so what person says you know what 
I saw. I wasn't how, sure who to go with, and then I saw. I saw how new, that second. I now saw this third string yeah. ride receiver has I told saw me that I should call this so law firm. So tell me to. You know what? But, he looks like a so guy here, that's that, been in an accident. I'm going to go with him. But here, so let's play the other end of that. So, and all joking aside, now, like, let's look at the other end of that, and where name, image, and likeness is either you know, detrimental or good for WVU recruiting moving forward. So now two things like one, do you run it into a situation where, and we just talked about it in the last segment, like you worry about a guy like Jacoby spells. If we have a bad season, he's a four-star cornerback and, you know, defensive back re- recruit, um, we have a bad season. Maybe he doesn't want to commit to West Virginia, but that all of a sudden maybe somebody calls him and says, Hey, you know what? I know you're not, you're not sure about where you want to go, but if you come to West Virginia, you know, you can advertise for my car dealership and here's 10 grand, you know? So I think that, and and I'm, I use the West Virginia aspect of it, but I worry about it more in the larger power five aspects where there are some boosters and there's some money that can be made. West, this is where I worry for West Virginia that we could get lost because I don't think, I mean, I think we have a decent booster back, but like, I think there are some other institutions and not even necessarily good power five institutions. You take a team like Kansas, Kansas has got money, you know, KU has money. We know that now could they start boostering some of that money towards the football program? And all of a sudden kids are advertising Jimbo's, you know, steak shop down the street and all this, you know, you get these five-star recruits. Yeah, and so that's I, where I, I agree. It's hard. Yeah, I agree with that, Guido. And I think you kind of looped into something I've been thinking about anyway. And maybe I'm just being naive, but to me, it felt like it. To me, it almost feels like the ironic, the you know, the the irony of this could be that before this, you had a population of slime balls that would try to approach these guys regardless of what the rules were. Now, right. don't you sort of feel like? Now the whole population of slime well, balls, like you know, like it. now you've legalized you know, it. So you've like, legalized yeah, it. You've, yeah, it's like before. At least some were holding off on it. Yeah, because, we don't have to worry about Adidas funneling money. Yeah, now it's now like, they can just openly say, "Hey, listen, yeah, I'm right. going to give you X amount of dollars if you go to this university." Because that's the one I went to. Yeah, now part of me feels like you've just sort of opened it up to this wider net of now every slime ball is like, well, let's give it a shot. Like, If can. I have to justify how I'm doing this, uh, we're going to say that you're going to drive me back and forth from the game to my airport. I, like, who, you know, they, they'll come up with a way to put you on some sort of, uh, you know, uh, staff um, payroll or something and... and We've justified paying you X amount of dollars to come to this school. Well, I just I just scary. hope the schools are keeping these guys back, you know, giving them whatever education is necessary. You know, at least I mean, they can't they can't make the decisions for them. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that, but I just hope the schools are at least doing their due diligence to make sure these guys are aware of the pitfalls as, as much as possible. You know, they're at least getting info to help steer them because I, my fear is that just like we're talking about a Nico or a Jacoby or somebody, you know, let's, let's not have them inadvertently step in it because they were, they were just thinking. Interesting enough. It's when we have this conversation, I would venture to guess the three of us are 99% talking about football or basketball athletes. Right. But this is for everybody everybody yeah that's true and we're not here like and not just d1 right right that's the like so 
unfortunately, so let's say you're, uh, I don't know, uh, a girls soccer player playing at a division two school. Yes. Technically, I guess you could make money somehow, but is it realistic that you're ever going to make money somehow that right. way? No. Right. So, I mean, if you're, and I think there's going to be a lot of resentment too. I think you're going to find amongst kids at school. Like if you're a baseball player and the football guys are getting all kinds of money thrown at them or off. I mean, it's, it's just kind of a, it's it's like the wild west like everyone's comparing it to it's just kind of like this crazy thing and and like we've been saying i don't think any of us ever thought that like unless unless you are one of the top names in any of those sports that you would be even getting a chance to really see any of that money i think everyone and at least i'll speak for myself I think in my mind with the name, image, and likeness, I'm thinking, okay, does this mean that 2K uh, 2021 football, NCAA football comes out? Or are we going to see NCAA basketball? And and how does that work? That's what I want to know. Well, and here's the thing. I know. That's the fun, exciting part. But here's the thing, Scoot. And you you actually said something that's that's really important. And it's it's funny because I've talked to – well, I read a tweet from and Johnson sent this tweet over to me from uh, David Ubin who's a writer for the Athletic and then I talked to somebody uh who I can't say but I talked to somebody who is very much involved with NCAA athlete, athletics and the concern is this so now you have boosters now you have people who would donate to schools like so such and what's the name of the guy who owns the Arizona Diamondbacks? Ken Kendricks. Ken Kendricks, right? He donates twenty million dollars a year to West Virginia, or whatever ridiculous amount it is, and that helps the programs. And that twenty million dollars, so like football and basketball, the two main sports, they're they're generally pretty profit neutral, if not they make profit, you know, right? Like so they cover themselves. But the the others, and they also end up covering all those other sports, and donations cover those other sports. But now you're going to have this problem where. Ken Kendricks, instead of giving his money to the institution to help women's soccer or field hockey or swimming or track and field, those non-revenue generating sports, he's not going to give that money anymore. He's going to he's going to have a sponsorship with a player because he wants to have this player come and play football at WVU or this player come and play basketball at WVU. So now institutions are going to be kind of squeezed in their budgets to to you know if they're not generating enough donations to support those other programs and that's where name image and likeness gets really scary because there are a lot of kids who go to uh, a division 1 school that get a scholarship that may not have that opportunity because they play tennis or they play golf or they play what other sport that isn't a revenue generating sport. It really will be interesting to see how, you know, we we kind of we're already seeing these like ancillary effects that we didn't immediately expect. You know, it'll now be interesting to see how athletic how athletic departments operate really you know and if it has that big of an impact that it causes that it causes them to operate differently it's just not realistic for 95 to 99 percent of college athletes to think that they're going to make big money off of this name image and likeness thing and and that it's going to go well for them and like i think you read to us earlier guido some of the, the kids that have signed deals that are big big deals um you read a bunch of stuff to me a lot of the products I don't know anything about. And two, 
uh, I don't even know if I really knew any of the athletes. Right. I mean, we talked about, you know, Her- Hersey, Hersey Miller, who uh, plays basketball at Tennessee State. Um, Little Hersey. He is uh, the son of rapper Master P, by the way. Oh. And uh, he got a $2 million deal with Web Apps America. I don't even know what that is. Is it right. like appetizers? I, uh, like, I would, uh, like, I don't know. Is it mozzarella sticks? Johnson, I, I think know. this is uh, your your realm. <laughs> well, Scoot, Are you familiar with we, Web Apps? Do we, I am not. Do, do we think that Masterpiece son, like in the realm of people that I was hoping to see benefit from, and I did, like, is he, is it, like, does he need that? He's Masterpiece son. So, well, like, he's right. and- until Guido told me five minutes before we recorded today, I didn't know the kid existed. Right. I didn't right. know. I mean, to me, I'm still kind of enamored with his first name being Hershey. I mean, Johnson is Johnson is very excited about Auburn football quarterback Bo Nix uh, is now a, has an official sweet tea. Milo's sweet tea is hey, now his I official can't get sweet behind tea. Behind a sweet tea sponsorship, but you're but but. You guys are sort of like that's where I thought this would go. Like I know Bo Nix, and he's a you know that's a guy that I would expect to see on some award watch lists. Maybe Auburn's probably going to be pretty good, so that doesn't surprise me. Like like to me, that's cool. Well, that like, does make sense. Like hey, you know when I'm not throwing touchdown passes, I'm yeah. taking swigs of sweet tea. Yeah, right. I go with Milo's, right? Right. So that kind of is what I thought we were getting too. Like I think that's kind of what we thought we were getting. Like the official drink of Bo Nix. So like you can kind of like, okay, not the official trial lawyer of uh, <laughs> Gary Jennings or what, you know, like what the heck? Like, this is my official law firm. When I, when I get into some legal problems, I go with Chico bail bonds because that's who I like. No, nobody wants that. That's not what we thought we were getting. We thought like, okay, the official soft, I like you who the official soft drink of, you know, Scoot. So that's what I think we thought we were going to get. Well, not- and look, I we should preface some of this too because look, I I hope all these guys make money. You know, it's not that like I hope all these guys make money. Get you know whatever, get paid. You're, but but it just feels so awkward right now until yeah. Does it get to a point, Johnson, where it doesn't feel dirty? Like, do we get to a point where it doesn't yeah, feel dirty? I mean, or is this it? Is it going to feel dirty I forever? I think right now it does because I'm an old fogey and this is new and I'm like, <laughs> I don't old. know about this. But, you know, I think I, I think if it <laughs> that were. That is how you sound. I think if it weren't so. Like right now it feels so eye roll-ish, you know, because some of these are just so like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, no, you're Like Derek King, Derek King, Derek King. We all know Derek King. Right, all those college quarterback, you know, didn't yeah, love he's Dana. A big time football Derek player. King has signed a twenty thousand dollar deal with College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving. <laughs> twenty thousand dollars. He's their spokesperson. That makes like, sense. He, I'm I mean, sure. like, is it because he's moved colleges a lot? Is it because he knows his junk? I, what is this? What is going on? Like, this I is, would it's think insane. That that's, uh, very flattering for him that he's I been mean, perceived as a college hunk. Uh, I mean, it's it's so yeah, Guido. Like that feels so odd. like people in Miami are like, oh, really, dear? Like this, that really? feels very eye rollish to me. I I don't know. So, it, 
But I, again, but I guess maybe it'll, if he had stayed at Houston, he probably doesn't get that deal, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess Does it, Dana got that lined up for him. It equal, so. it, maybe it equalizes over time. I guess Guido, to your point, and you know, we get to this like happy medium of things that actually are like, oh, that's actually kind of a cool sponsorship. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it gets there. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about this for a while because I think every time, like, it's gonna. First of all. It happened, and it happened so fast. I think it's going to change a lot over the next couple of years, and it's it's going to be so different. But uh, while we're talking about this, uh, fellas, I'd like to say that Asus are top of the line computers for recording podcasts with, <laughs> especially from two thousand and four <laughs> yes. when they're twenty year old computers, the eighteen year old model. When, that when you're, you're not sure using. how to say it, if it's Asus or Asus, <laughs> because the logo a- makes it strange. I go with Asus. So we'll see what happens. We'll see where it goes. We'll see what happens with name engine. I think that was that was like, you know, our we had to spew out our thoughts and opinions on it, you know, just because it's been so if you're on WVU social media, Twitter and Instagram and all that, you've 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 digested it all the last two weeks. So we had to give our two. Well, cents. And, I'll, and I'll say this. I know that we're not paying and a lot of the other um, podcasts have come out and said that they're not paying paying yes. student athletes but i don't think you have to pay the student athletes to help them i don't think you have to pay the student athletes to support them and i think that um in a lot of ways we we do a service for the student athletes by talking about them by talking about right. their programs by um you know supporting them on game day and, and I, I don't think that um that's a conversation all in itself, and we've had this before, and the other podcasts have said it. I mean, I know that our, our friends over at the RVK have said it too, which is we're just here to support the institution. We're free advertising for WVU. Yeah, come on. Like, hey, I know that – I know right now there's some grad assistant that their job is to listen to all the WVU podcasts and hear what – wackiness we're all spewing and this and, show is for and then you. have to write i'd like to dedicate have to write this show, yeah, show is for you grad assistant number three <laughs> that's listening to got your ears on Real thank you for listening heroes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate it tell mike montour we said hi uh you know but that's that's the you're right scooty like we're here you know as as uh, a wvu podcast to help support the institution uh, not to make money because we don't. We spend money to put this podcast on the air. We'd love to make money. Scoot thinks he's going to be a billionaire from doing this if podcast. There are any any people associated with the programs that we talk about that are interested on in coming on our show. We're not going to say no. No, we're not going to say no. So by all means, I'm just not. Reach out. We're just not writing you a check. We're just not writing right. you a check to be like, on I mean, the show. You could be the star of our show. Right. We'll change the name I mean, of our show to "Got Your Ears On," starring. Uh, Dante Stills or got your right. ears on starring uh, Mark Rucker or whatever if you decide I mean, you that, want to be a regular with on that the said, show I mean Brent Solheim good friend of ours uh, has asked us to rename the show got your ears on starring Brent Solheim and we refuse to every time Yes, he, he thinks of himself as the Judith Light of this show like where it says yeah. also starring <laughs> also starring <laughs> also starring Brent Solheim oh uh, we've got off the rails <laughs> The Judith Light. All right. The Judith Light. See, some of this, I'm, it's going to take me seven Everyone hours to edit this episode. Everyone that's interested this in WVU that listens to podcasts 
that age group is now going to have to go Google who <laughs> Judith Light is. Yes, everybody under the age of 40. <laughs> I'm going to guess there's a lot of people over the age of 40 that don't know who Judith Light is as well. You might be right. Everybody under the age of like probably 65, but we'll guess they, you know. <laughs> but but we'll see what happens, guys. It'll it'll be interesting. Well, we should wrap it up for this week. Um, you know, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, check out our website, gotyourearson.com. Johnson, it's sort of like the hub of everything about yeah, us. it is for sure. We always post the latest show in blog format with all our show notes. Uh, you can click on the latest show right in the tune in link that's on the website. Um, and you can also link into our merch store where you can buy some Got Your Ears On uh, merch. So check it out. Yeah, definitely check it out. Got Your Ears On. Dot com. Well, listen, guys, we'll be back in a few weeks with another show talking about uh, some WVU preseason football. And we'll also follow up on whatever happens with WVU's TBT team, the best Virginia team playing in the TBT here next week. So check that out as well if you get a chance. They're all over ESPN uh, when they play. So um, get that. I want to see our... I want to see our buddy John Flowers turn up. He had a, a pretty decent uh, second exhibition game in their yep. in their game against the uh, I think they were the Underground Kings, Underground Knights, Underground right. something. You just want to see him go off. I want to see him go off. I want to see him go good. off. Go off, Jay Flo. Then and and then take his go headband off. and throw it into the crowd. Yes. And then dance I a mean, jig. It's a sweaty headband. Yes. Do you or really want Dougie. that sweaty headband if he throws it at you? Uh, you want that sweaty headband? No, I do not. No. <laughs> oh, I will not be trying to get. It's not like, like a garter. It's not like. Uh, <laughs> Like, uh, like the bouquet or something. I don't. I'm not catching that. Scooty's dodging that. Scooty's dodging that. Yeah. So check out those guys, and if you get a chance, you can follow them. Just go to bestvirginiatbt.com, or you can also look for them on the Final Forecast uh, as well. Another great WVU podcast. I think I've I've hit them all today. I think I've promoted every other WVU <laughs> podcast except for ours, yes. Johnson. I mean, as we should. I hope you download Mojax. They're good, too. Check them out. So I hope you download ours, too. So thanks for listening, everybody. We've Got Your Ears On. We'll be back soon. Find us online. You can look for us on Instagram and Twitter, at Got Your Ears, and search for us on Facebook. And then also, don't forget to check out our website, GotYourEarsOn.com. For Scooty and Johnson, my name's Guido. We'll be back soon. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On. Got Your Ears On.